another episode hello and welcome to the podcast no, we welcome. are in du- mm. we're in double digits now how does it feel Ugh. it feels like we are quickly approaching our terrible tweens is that T- the the terrible tweens sure yeah, um what they call them uh we uh, yeah our podcast will need to start reading tiger beat and yep. um talking about all the all the heart throbs Ugh. much I mean, like it, it kind of does heart- already yeah, much like some of the heartthrobs encapsulated within the show. Yeah. Glee. Here, yeah. this is a podcast where we go episode by episode of the television show Glee. Um, yes. It w- started running in 2009. We're still on season one. We watched episode 10 this week, which is Ep- called Ballad. Yes. And it originally aired November 18th, 2009, with 7.36 million viewers, which is. Uh, down from last week for some reason i wrote Ooh. that it was up from last week but last week was 7.53 million and i just All think right. i don't know how to do math i think that's i think that's a sam problem not a not a fact problem um, all right well tell me yeah. tell me sam um yeah what's your what's your estimation of why do you have uh, any sort of theories about our upwards and downwards of viewing um, um, numbers i feel like there were a couple guest stars near the beginning sure. of the season that kind of blew a up Ch- the... a Kristen Chenoweth perhaps yeah um but I think last week's episode was like good but not like the best so I think people that just was, started to tune out that was wheels wheels, wheels. Uh, yeah. which uh they had the um proud Mary number at the end that was really good yes uh um... did we actually ever mention that this podcast is Sam and Maggie hate glee I mean we talked about the premise I guess I think, yeah, I, I'm not sure we said the name, but it's like, hey, you're 10 episodes deep. You should fucking know what you're listening to Yeah. Uh, well. by this point. And I mean, our dulcet tones could only, and and we said the word glee at least four or five times. <laughs> That's true. So. That's a good point. And yeah, if you downloaded this, I'm guessing you knew you know what, what you were getting you know yourself what's going into. On. But like, just for branding's sake. But for anyway, sake, yeah. yeah. Let, let's, let's start getting into the episode. Let's get into um, it. So the we recap, get a short, oh, yeah, we get a short yeah. recap, which is all about Quinn's pregnancy. We talk yeah, about so, the paternity. Yeah, so we it, it essentially is giving us a heads up that this is going to be a very Quinn centric episode, um, because yep. it's just kind of filling us in on her specific backstory with the. It also, we've had. yeah, it makes sure to mention that her parents don't know about her pregnancy. Yes, we haven't met the Fabres um, nope. yet, so this is really their first mention. Yep. There's a recap. That's it. Uh, yep. Coming up next, it's a new direction rehearsal where they are learning about ballads. Um, or, Will decides to go into the etymology of ballads. Yes. So I have to stop here and pause because so when yeah, we yeah. started, I was watching this with somebody else, and when we started the episode, I saw the name of the episode, and I was like, "Ha, balad!" And then he was like, "Yeah, with your salad," and I was like, "Ha ha ha, this is funny." And then the episode <laughs> starts, and Will immediately starts off by saying, by writing "ballad" on the board and saying "balad," and I was like, "Oh, fuck you! You took my joke and <laughs> made it bad." But I mean, yours was barely sounds like a joke. I know. Um, but no, so yeah, so yeah, it's the etymology, something Middle English, blah blah blah. But essentially, yeah. 
there's whatever some, will yeah. thinks is a good teaching lesson blah 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 like i don't know he's got a <laughs> he's got a kind of interesting view on like how teaching should go it's sort yeah. of like how um like someone would start a speech by being like the dictionary defines valid as. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we learned that the reason they're getting this lesson is because there's a new rule that you have to perform a ballad at sectionals this year. That's right. Which is weird, but whatever. That's fine. Um, So in order to kind uh, of... Yeah, to get them used to the the idea of singing ballads, Will has decided to pair off the Glee Club and make them sing at each other, which seems like an interesting choice. Yeah, so I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting idea. Um, Mostly, like... I think the nice thing is it kind of give like in theory this could give us a chance to kind of explore relationships of characters that haven't really had a chance to interact before you know like sure. it's a fun idea sure. um, and then we find out that Matt Rutherford um, the which is the black guy the black guy uh, um, has on New a directions has a spider in his ear I this, guess this is this is actually the first time we've heard his name. Yes. Um, apparently, yeah. he has a spider in his ear, so he's out of school. So yeah, they had to. Santana um, informs Will that like they won't have even pairs. Yes. Because so then, of Matt. Yeah. So then, um, this is the first step where it goes wrong. Shu decides to step in for. He's like Matt. not at all. He's like not at all reluctant. He's like, no. oh, I guess, I guess I'll have to put my name in. Oh no. Yeah. Um, because exactly. instead of having people pick their own partners, because Finn does try to pick Quinn. At the yeah, beginning, exactly. Yeah. Um, Will decides to put their names in a hat and just go for it. And the couples are Mercedes and Puck, mm-hmm. uh, Artie and Quinn, which yep. seems like a fun pairing. I wish we got to see them talk to each other at least once. Uh, <laughs> well, nope. let's, don't spoil it yet. Don't 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 ruin that part. <laughs> uh, Finn and Kurt. It's played for a joke because Finn is like, "I'm not sure I can sing to a boy," and everyone is like, "Fucking get over yourself." Yep. Um, Finn. Tina gets the other Asian, which is yep. in her own words, um, but she actually gets Mike. Mike yep. is his name. Yep. And Santana and Brittany yes. pull each other, which, God damn it, why didn't we see any Santana and Brittany in this episode? Well, okay, yeah, and then and then the last pairing is Rachel and Shu, um, which we'll oh, get yeah, to in well, just a second. Obviously, we yeah, I've already mentioned this on the show before. Like, yes, this um, is that episode, oh, everybody. This is that episode. It's this this episode. Um, also, uh, man, I maybe we should have corrections corner at the end or something. Or, okay. yeah, um, okay. Yeah, we'll 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 get to that. But um, yeah, yeah, and so um, so in this episode. There, it was a really great premise because it was like, oh, we can see some interactions between people that we haven't really seen before. And then, sure. of course, we only get to see the interactions between Finn and Kurt and Rachel and Shu. All the other pairs just, like, swept under the rug. Like, we don't see them at all. Like, which Puck and Mercedes, which, Artie and yeah. Quinn, Tina and Other Asian, Santana and Brittany. None of that. Like, we don't get to see any interactions, which we, is a we real do, shame. We do get a flash of Mercedes and Puck, but that's really it. True, um, but like they don't actually like do no, the they ballad thing. They don't thing. sing. They don't. They're sing talking at all. about something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so then what happens next is that Rachel and Shu sing "Endless Love" to one another. It's um, horrible. Oh my it's... god, it's so bad. So what happens is that uh, Rachel is is seems to think that everyone's confused about what a ballad is yeah. or like somebody is like can i get further clarification on what a ballad is which i think is finn might say that or something um sure. and rachel's like oh just wait i have one prepared well we can sing endless love um she 
uh, the Bra- the piano man gets a name for the first time in this scene. It's Brad. Sure. Brad the piano player because uh, Rachel's like Brad, play this. Maybe maybe Brad Falchuk, named after one of the producers. I believe I believe that is the origin of the name. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, so then one of the things, so they're singing this and while they're singing this to one another, um, we get some various voiceovers. Um, it starts yes. with some voiceovers from Puck and the, Finn. Puck a tells few us from he's, the new directions. Yes. Yeah. So Puck tells us he's going commando. Um, and then Finn tells us he likes looking at Rachel's butt, which Quinn notices, which is a fun little moment. Um, yeah. and then we get some shoe and Rachel voiceovers um shu at least looks uncomfortable so oh yeah cinematography yeah he he is looking pretty grossed out they're singing they're singing endless love at each other will is looking pretty gross here i have it in my notes will's grossed rachel is engrossed yeah i like that that's nice um yeah yeah I, i was saying that like the cinematography kind of reflects back call back to the scene of like um emma's wedding dress shopping where you know they're sure. spinning in a circle and like it cuts to each of their faces like i mean like, i mean the, okay yeah that's, i know I've, it's not like a like glee thing i know that's like a cinematography no thing, but, I've, but i've definitely noticed like glee is into like the like uh, the close-up shot reverse shot yeah it's, exactly glee is into that we get that yes. multiple times this episode um yeah. and uh with this one it's things that are interesting to mention we're like slightly above rachel when yeah um, for it's like, like from, the, it's kind of like Will's perspective, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, so R- Rachel tells us that she's finding Shu very attractive in this moment. Yeah, um, they do some strange blocking where they sort of wa- like walk around the room a little bit, but Will makes sure to have like a rolly chair in between them. It's like yeah. the, the rolly chair of the piano is always in yep. between them, which like, yes, um, Will, you're finally doing a good thing here. Yes. Um, um, but he does say in his voiceover that... Rachel looks crazy, which is um, yeah, not like, great, but on, like whatever. Uh, um, but yeah, so then, so then this scene ends, and I made a note of it this time. This is where the Glee title is. Yes, I made this... a note. I made a note as well. Um, just so that way we uh, don't have any confusion over it. Oh, uh, and there, we get some great like reaction, like small reaction bits from the Glee Club. Like oh, yeah. Artie's like face is like. Full oh, disgust. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I made a note of that. I feel like Artie is the audience surrogate for a lot of things because yeah. usually he says the things that we're thinking or like sure. has the same reaction to things that we do. Like in this case, like we're horrified and disgusted, and so is he. It's yeah. Um, um and there's like a there's like a moment where like before anyone starts clapping, like Mike sort of looks around and then is like, I guess I'll clap. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's um, some fun bits. Um, yeah. Um, Let's but yeah, move on. Glee yes. title. Glee. Yeah. So it only took us 12 minutes with some weird stoppages. Um, but yeah, so the next scene, um, we see Quinn's mom for the first time. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. Quinn is trying on her charity ball dress. Um, no, which it's is... not charity ball. It's chastity ball. Oh, the chastity ball. Excuse me. Well, it's um, very important for the irony factor. I suppose. Factor. Yeah, it's, it's pure white. It's very much like a, you know, like a... Not, it's not very debutante. It's not like a coming out dress or something, but it is like a pure white shift. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of like I mean, it. I mean, it's it's it feels bad to rely on like not nice things to say, but like imagine like the like super Christian chastity ball dress. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's exactly it's exactly what you think it looks like. 
Yeah, um, um, and uh, basically, all you need to know, Quinn doesn't fit into it. Her mom is right. suspicious um, and does give her like a little talking to about how she's getting fat, which it's like, cool, cool mom. Um, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't play off that way, but she is like, you know, dear, you're just not doing you're not doing enough exercise, and it's like, yeah. oh my god, like that's gross. Yeah, um, well, I mean, yeah, and um, and uh, we're in her 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 mom is Aryan, uh, and yeah, I don't know, waspy, and yeah, we are also intro- introduced to. Uh, Mr. Fabray, Quinn's father, he comes yep. into the scene and the show with the line, Glenn Beck is on. Yeah, so, so well, I, I mean, so here's, so the actress for Quinn's mom is Dudley Road. Um, I don't know if she's really been. Her name is Dudley? Yeah. Um, but Damn. I, the, the actor who plays Quinn's father is Greg Henry. Um, and the reason I say he's that been in is. Shit. He's been He's yeah. played like cops, for sure. Exactly. Like, he, he definitely has a look like i said like the actor who plays quinn's father just seems kind of skeevy um and i think it's because like you you say he comes at the line like glenn beck is on he honestly kind of looks like glenn beck i feel like it's like a little bit not like exactly but like like sam listen all white dudes with blonde hair do sort of look like glenn beck though yeah well yeah and yeah but so um (laughs) but so anyway uh i i made a note so obviously we're having the kind of like ironic conversations where they're talking about this chastity ball and the fact like sure. it's played up that they don't it's, know that Quinn is pregnant. Dr- it's yeah. dramatic irony. Exactly. As um, one would say from a high um, school English class. I did make a note though, that both of Quinn's parents are drinking during this scene. Yes. Um, there's um, like a, there's like sort of a weird moment where it's like really pulled in on her father's drink. Yes. I think it's mostly cause he asks the wife to get him another one. Um, I think so. And it's yeah. made really clear that like he's the head of this household. Like it's a very stereotypical like sure like man of the house kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I um, I have um, written in my notes heteronormative white hellscape. Yes. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, there's yeah. A- another great line that I want to pull through before we continue on is um, as Quinn's father enters the room, he's like hiding his eyes or whatever. He's like, oh, I can't see, I can't see, and Quinn says. Daddy, it's not like we're getting married. Yikes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, that's the thing is this is kind of the issue that I have with this concept in general of like these chastity mm-hmm. balls is that they are very reflective of a like wedding where like, yes. you know, like she's <laughs> you... wearing a white dress and you no. go with your dad and like it's gross. Like there, Yeah, there are definitely some like chastity ball sort of situations where it's just like where like a dad is giving like rings to his daughters. Right, exactly. It's very kind it's, of gnarly. Yeah. It's very it's very Freud Freudian. <laughs> like um not even I mean not really. It's more of like um uh a remnant of suppressive history. Well that um, too, but like yeah. Anyway, um then so the only other thing I had about the scene is I turned to the person I was watching with and I was like I wish I was at the point where I could just drink whenever I wanted, like during the <laughs> I day. Mean, oh, and, during the well, day. Well, that's the thing is he was like, he made the same point that you just made where he was like, you do drink whenever you want. And I'm like, no, no, I mean like 
full on like day drinking, like just I casually. Mean, you like you could, like <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you're an adult. You're allowed. Like no I guess gonna, so, but I don't have no that. Gonna say anything? I mean, if they are, like whatever. They're, I don't. I don't have uptight. that low. I don't have that low of like respect for myself. I guess. Sure. Um. But anyway, so let's I mean, move this on. is this is like I'm pretty sure this is during the evening, probably after yeah. school. Yeah, but they're drinking like hard alcohol, which is the thing. Like they are, I, yeah. like mojitos or something. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so mi- the next a mi- scene, julep, perhaps. Yes, the coming next up, scene, it's Rachel and Will, um, yes. in Will's Spanish room. Yes, it's Rachel's gift. So we see that she is holding a gift behind her back, and she's talking to him. It's like a little like pink box with like a bow on it. She's um, hol- yeah, she's holding it behind her back so that we can see it, but yep. Will cannot. And then Will makes one of the biggest mistakes ever, which is that he accepts the gift, which, like, yeah. he didn't have to do that, but he does anyway. No. Um, and, yeah. he, like, he, we've been getting um, sort of weird hints about how this is not the first time this has happened to Will. Yeah, yeah. Um, in regards to, like, uh, like, so, like a, a young student, girl. Yeah. yeah, like a young girl or student, like, being um, attracted attracted and interested in him uh, yes. romantically um yep. this the gift itself is a blue tie with a treble clef and stars on it gold stars and specifically Ra- yeah rachel's like i find gold stars like gold stars um sort of embody me so i decided to give this to you and you can wear it when you're making me a star yeah um <laughs> and so then Love this it. cuts yes. this cuts to a scene with emma where will is explaining yep what Maggie was just talking about, this kind of sense that we had, he says, it's happening again, which my comment was, sure it is. Of course it is. Like, <laughs> of course there is a student in love. So then we find out that... Um, I mean, let, let's let be real here. If this if this is more than the first time this has happened, he knows not to accept the gift. Exactly, he knows yeah. To, he, he, like, should have said something, like, probably as soon as they finish singing Endless Love to each other. Right. But he's too much of a fucking coward. Which, to be fair, Emma kind of points that out, which is nice. Um, but then Will goes into the story of Susie Pepper, which um, I made in a note that I'm pretty... I Okay, so we'll get to it later in the episode. I have a different theory. My first sure. theory, though, was that this is a lie. Like, Will made all hmm. of this up all to right. try to seem like cool to i try, guess okay to, like, to try to seem like that he's got got it going suitors. on yeah exactly um but i so, mean Susie pepper does kind of sound made up right yeah so so we find out even, so Susie even pepper, in like fa- the fantastical glee universe Susie pepper yeah. is kind of um fantastical and cartoonish yeah we'll see okay so let me let me try to describe Susie pepper to you Go as, for it. as it comes through in the show so um Susie pepper is this like it's what I imagine Tina Fey probably looked like in, like, late middle school, early high school. Sure. Um, I think she... Tina Fey had a perm, but, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but so, well, like, kind of like with today hair, but with, like, the same glasses, maybe, as, like... Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so um, she's supposedly... She's yeah. She's supposedly in love with Shu, which I call bullshit, but whatever. Um, <laughs> she does the same gift thing that Rachel has just done. She gives him a tie with peppers on it. Um mm-hmm. And then she calls him late at night while he's in bed with Terry, just breathing yeah. heavily on the phone, which is funny because then Will is like, Susie? Susie? And she's like, you recognize my breathing. And then and he then, gives the phone to Terry. Yeah, oh my Terry, God. Well, more like Terry takes the phone. Yes. And she she 
provides a verbal whiplash kind yes. of pitch. So, well, it's here's, pretty great. Here's a nice little quote. If I don't get my sleep, my antidepressants won't work, and I'll kill you. Which <laughs> is pretty pretty typical, Terry. Yes, um, Terry. Yes. Um, but so then, when Sue te- or when Will tells Susie that he mm-hmm. can't, like, he has a wife. I can't do this. Like, um, she eats the hottest pepper ever, which burns holes in her esophagus, um, yes. and she has to go to the she, hospital. Yeah, she uses uh, she is eating a pepper as self harm basically yes yeah so she has she goes into a coma for a couple days or something see and this is where the story i'm like bullshit like all of this like bullshit like that's not a thing this yeah but this like this Susie pepper is the will's reasoning for not letting rachel down easy or like trying to let rachel down easy or whatever like instead of like being um like forthright and upfront with her he's like yeah i'll just sing to her i guess exactly yeah so um that so, is his yeah. conclusion from this conversation. And Emma yes. is like, you think that's a good idea? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so then, so we move on to the other plot line of this episode, which is... Um, Kurt, and, Kurt Finn. and Finn. Yep. And so Finn says he can't sing to a dude, and he's sick and tired of people pushing him to be something he's not, which I'm like, oh my God, your life must be so hard this as is, like um, a straight white is, dude yeah. who's a jock and has everything. Super, <laughs> super hard. Um. Well, then, this is another moment where we get a um, a close up shot, reverse shot, um, yes, close up. Like it's just full on Finn face, full on Kurt face. Um, I might have been a little muffled there because I did have my hand directly in front okay. of my face to that's fine. Sort of um, illustrate my point. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Kurt does have some. Okay, okay. So let's talk about this. We find out a little bit later in the, in the episode with like a Kurt monologue, but something's going on here, right? Um, like right, Kurt yeah. talks to the way that Kurt talks to Finn is definitely different than he the way he talks to Mercedes Any, or Tina, yeah. his like friends sure. or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and Kurt laments about how girls are the root of all the problems in Finn's life. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's telling Finn like. You know what well, your problem women, right? is? Is just women. Like, all of these things. Um, Finn so, tells us... Yeah. Here's a couple things. One, he's yeah. not wrong, right? Well, because yeah. a, a lot like a lot of the problems in Finn life, Finn's life are coming from Quinn, who, yes. while being a woman, that is not the reason why um, <laughs> she's being awful to Finn. It's because she's a bad person and is lying to <laughs> right. him. Right, right. Um, well, I mean, and yeah, also, yeah. like, my second point here... Is that like not every gay stereotype has to be misogynistic, has to like hate women to be gay. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is like it's just an annoying thing that well, like I'm wondering if Kurt is like just trying to work his this angle that he thinks. I think exists. I think it's what it is. I don't think it's supposed to be more like a really like misogynistic kind of thing. I don't think Kurt it is comes, really it that sort misogynistic. Of comes across that way, but though, it, doesn't it? It definitely does come across that way. I'll agree. Um it's just I think Kurt is seeing this as an opportunity. Um, to kind of push maybe, and we'll get back to it a little bit later in the episode because it becomes clearer then. But um, yeah, Finn lets us know that he's upset because he wants to be able to say things to his daughter, and I have his yeah. in quotation marks because we know it's not his actual daughter. Um, but he's upset that Quinn is just going to give the baby away, and he didn't have a say in it. Yeah, um, he's he's worried about fatherhood because he's thinking about yeah. his own father. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, if you can recall, uh, was a soldier who is dead. Yes. Now, um, and uh, 
Kurt is like, listen, I know you can't express your emotions, so sing this like standby soft rock well, tune. Yeah. He he says, let it out by singing, which is probably the gayest thing he's ever said. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, so he he tells Finn, you should sing this song by the Pretenders, I think. I'll stand by you. Yeah. Um, and Finn sings it. It sucks. It's not very good. Um, but he also... We, yeah, we get some flashes um, to Finn in his room singing this same song uh, to an open laptop that is playing uh, an ultrasound video. Yes. And um, a few notes about uh, Finn's room. The posters yeah. that I could see are Dashboard Confessional and A Cursive Memo. And uh, he's got cowboy wallpaper. Yeah, so at first it kind of seems like this is might be like one of those like diegetic, non-diegetic sure. things where it's like, you know, we see people singing in hallways and in cars and whatever. Um, but then we find it, so it's cut back and it cuts back and forth between him in the auditorium, his room and the auditorium. Um, yes. But then we, we have a scene where he's singing it and his mom walks into his room and catches him singing to this uh, ultrasound recording. Yeah. Um, and so uh, she's wearing her denim vest. Um, oh, man. Miss Hudson always, always looking no. on point. Believe me, I, I have, I love Finn's mom so much. Finn's especially, mom is pretty great. Yeah, in this episode. So she finds out, essentially, like, she, she's not stupid. She figures out what's happening here. Um, well, and yeah, then, she's, like, she's like, are you singing to a sonogram? And, yeah, and um, then she's like quinn's pregnant isn't she and then yeah finn and then, just starts crying yeah finn finn has a little bit of a breakdown and she holds finn and says it's gonna be okay which is exactly what a mom should do i feel like so yeah, i agree yeah so that's how that scene ends and then the next scene is quinn confronting finn about the fact that he told his mom um, yes, in the quinn hallway of in course. the hallway um she's screaming at finn about how stupid he is about how like what if her mom what if his mom tells her mom Yep. All that kind of stuff. And then we pan, we, um, it's not pan, we like swivel. Um, yeah. And we see Tina, Mercedes, and Kurt gossiping about yeah. this argument. <laughs> yeah, in the hallway. It's great. Um, but so then Kurt is like, hey, I'm going to talk to him. Um, and so he walks over to Finn, and we get more of the misogyny of Here him we go. Saying, Here we go. I'll do the quote. Ready? Yes. How do you explain her, her constant irritation with you? It's because she's a girl. Yeah, like, so damn, so Kurt, Kurt. <laughs> Kurt um tries to convince Finn to give up women by pointing out that Quinn is very bad to Finn. Um, she treats him very poorly. Um, and in a voiceover, we find out yes, that he's in get, love with get Finn. A Kurt monologue. Yes. What he, a shocker! Like <laughs> he he outright says, um, "I'm in love with Finn. I understand that this is not a logical thing to be." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like it, it gives us some clips, like because it's this voiceover, and it kind of shows yes. us like a montage of scenes. And one of them is that Kurt, in like Spanish class, I think, is leaning on the desk, like and just staring at staring Finn. at Finn, and like Finn is surrounded by like women. No, but Kurt he's is he's, like... he's cheating off of Brittany. Oh, and right, right. Quinn is Brit- trying to tell him to not do that. I think. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was I. I didn't get great notes because I was laughing really hard. But sure. because that is the scene is them in Spanish class like cheating off each other, which is the funny thing because we saw that yeah, earlier. And, like, and Will <laughs> is like at his desk and he's like eyes on your own paper, and they completely <laughs> ignore him. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, Kurt, like, 
Yeah, Kurt's like, I know it doesn't make sense, but like, it really well, doesn't make okay, any so, sense. So the reason, so the reason why Kurt is in love with Finn is because we get a flash of Kurt standing in um, the off-tread hallway. Uh, he's standing next to a locker, like a bay of lockers, and yeah. Puck and Finn walk by. Puck like pushes Kurt into the lockers, and Finn is like, "Hey, don't do that, guy," uh, or like, "Control yourself." And yeah. then they just keep walking, and Kurt is like, wow, he's my knight in shining armor. And I'm like, dude, you still got pushed. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, like, he, this, he's claiming that this is, like, the first, like, interaction yeah, they interaction had. interaction they've ever had. Um, um, and then they bonded had... during football, and then yeah. during Glee, and whatever. And over skincare during football, whatever. But, like, um, the thing is, like, we saw at the beginning of this season that, like, Finn was bullying was, yeah, Kurt actively, just like, actively with the rest bullying. of them. Yeah, like, yeah, he might have, like, taken, like, the nice clothes and, like, held them when he got dumpstered, but, like, he was still bullying him. Like, I'm confused. Yeah, it's it's not like, Kurt, it's not like Finn is a good person, but it's no. like, Kurt, I feel like Kurt's probably just attached um, yeah. this idea to Finn, right? Yeah, and, I mean, and then that's part of it, too. I think It doesn't I think, make sense yeah. to me because it's not like Finn is an attractive person, and Finn is also very, very straight. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think it might be one of those things where, and, like, it's one of those things where, like, as someone who was, like, as someone who is gay and went to high school. Sure. Um, sure. I think oh, it's one sure. of those Enlighten me. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, like, when you're in high school, there's this, like, pressure, you know, to, like, mm-hmm. be doing relationships and stuff. Sure. And I think, honestly, it might just be that he fixated on Finn because... Oh, yeah. He's just there. Like, there are no other gay people for Kurt to, like... Sure. Even I mean, like, not you know, that we know about, of, so. which is right, like, exactly. that's, no, that's some bullshit. Like one, one gay kid in an entire high school. I don't think so. I mean, but one openly gay kid in a like middle of nowhere, Ohio high school. Like I that's just, not, I'm pretty know. sure there is only one openly gay kid at our high school. That like, cannot in the time, be true. I'm fairly confident. Like I can only think of one. Hmm. So, I mean, maybe I just didn't get around enough, but like, I can only think of one person that was openly gay that I knew of when I was at our high school. But anyway. Hmm. Well, okay. Yeah. Let's move forward. Uh, yeah. anyway. Um, Next is he, secret well, ballad practice. The, the, the monologue, yeah. Kurt's monologue oh, sure. ends with, um, him saying that he's going to steal Finn away and he'll be crying into my shoulder pads. Yeah. Oh my god! Sure. Um, so the next scene I have titled "Secret Ballad Practice." Um, so Shu is trying to teach Rachel that, like, or like tell Rachel that he's not interested, yes. but like prevent her from doing self harm. This is the most uncomfy mashup ever. Yes. So he has Emma and Rachel sit in folding chairs in front of him while he yes. sings a mashup of "Young Girl" and "Don't Stand So Close to Me." And even Rachel at this point is like, why is Emma here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, all of us are like, why is Emma here? But um, it's I feel like it's actually a pretty good mashup in sense of, like, the songs do fit pretty well together. Um, yes, at least the, songs, the way they did it. The songs fit good together, but 
Um, okay, so here's here's really where the problem is. Will is such a fucking showboat, and right. he's feeling this performance, and he's yes. like, I really have to give this my all, right? Because this is what's going to get me out of this situation. But this yeah. idiot um, just doesn't realize, like, what he's actually doing here, right? Yeah, he gets, he gets um, way too into it. He's, like, jumping he, on the piano yeah, and he, shit. He like... jumps on the piano. He, like, is, like, thru- like, thrusting his arms out and, like imploring motions emma is entranced rachel's into it um yeah and so yeah he's just such a fucking showboat what an idiot like yeah they they both wet their panties it's really gross um um gross that was gross (laughs) that you said that you you're gross stop but um but and um, uh, in what world in maggie in what world do you think this is a ballad like um That's an interesting thing. That's an interesting question. I mean, what is a what is the dictionary definition of a ballad? I don't know. He didn't tell <laughs> us. I can tell you it was pronounced ballad in the Middle Ages. At the etymology, but... yeah. Uh, I I think Kurt says something about how it, how it's a love song, and then Will says, "No, it's a it's a a story set to song. This is yeah, not a story. But like, this is not that either. It's also not a love song. Like no. So, um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, it's a young yeah. girl. And Don't Stand So Close to Me by the yeah. police. Yeah, uh, so, they are um, smashed up together uh, yep. so that uh, basically Will is screaming, young girl, don't stand so close to me. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, so then so then at the end of it, he's like, Rachel, did you understand what I was trying to say? And Rachel says, yes, I'm a young girl and you don't want me to stand close to you. No, and- it's, I, I'm very young and it's hard for you to stand close to me. <laughs> Oh so, my god, yes. Rachel. But no, Ugh. it's great. It's great because it's one of those things like, Will, just be a fucking man and just fucking say, like, just tell her instead of and, trying to, like, mask yeah. it with song. It's so, but anyway. And then um, Will is like, yeah. Emma, what What about, what do you think? Like, what do you think that song was all about? And Emma is just sort of starstruck with her big doe eyes and she says, you're a very good performer. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Um, But, uh, so... It kind of doesn't work. It obviously no, it doesn't it, it work. It definitely doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work because this was a bad idea from the start. Yeah, but so then the end, the scene ends where um, I think Will like rushes out because it didn't work or something. But then we get a glimpse that Susie Pepper is still in the school, which yes. immediately threw a wrench in my original theory that she is a made that up she story, doesn't exist. That she's a fakey <laughs> fake story. Um, no. So I have another theory, but I'll I'll kind of work towards that once oh, we get to okay. a more. Yeah. I love um, this. I this like like theory postulating. Yes. This is great. Yeah. Well, because it can't. It's not possible that there's another student who like fell in sure. love with Will. That's just an impossibility. So I had sure. to rationalize some other way for this to make any sense. Um, but so then the next uh, scene is Kurt and Finn again, and they're attic hunting. Um, they're in Finn's attic. They're looking at his dad's old clothes. Yep. Um, and they bond over having a dead parent because yeah, they they talk Kurt's, about their dead parents. Yeah. Kurt's mom um, is dead, which we already know. Yep. Uh, we've discussed whether her name is Elizabeth or not. No yep. confirmation on that today. Nope. Uh, and Finn's dad, as was previously mentioned during this episode, is a dead soldier. So yes. there you go. Uh, yep. And the reason why they're in this attic looking through old clothes and shit like that is to prep Finn for a dinner at the Fabre's. Yes. Oh, did we mention... I think that must have been at the beginning with the Fabre, um 
scene, but Quinn's dad says, we'll be having a dinner, and I invited Kurt. Um, no, Finn. Oh, sorry, Finn. Sorry. Why would he invite Kurt? I don't know. I get their names so confused because they all have like four letter names, and I'm just like, <laughs> fuck it, they're all the same person. Kurt, but, you know, so- fuck Finn, whatever. <laughs> so he, he, so yeah, so Finn is um, working himself up for this uh, dinner that he's going to the Fabres at because he's worried about like the fact that she's pregnant and that he's not supposed to tell them because he's an idiot. Um, I have and- a note here. Um, yeah. That Kurt moves around really awkwardly. Yeah. That's so weird. I had a note that, like, Kurt is awkwardly just, like, he stands around Finn throughout this scene. Yeah. Like, he awkwardly, like, like yeah. It's, it's the awkwardness of his, like, like, the way that he just feels, like, you can tell he feels uncomfortable. Yeah, Like, he exactly. doesn't know what to do with his body. Yeah. And it's just, like... I don't know. I guess good job, Chris Colfer. You got that across? Or were you trying <laughs> to get that across? Yeah, or I don't wh- know. Were you actually in love with Corey Monteith and it was like just like emanating from your like lack okay. of chemistry? Sam, we're not here to write RL fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, Finn, they find a jacket and um, they do. They're like, oh, I can't believe I can't believe this fits. And it's like, well, you are 40. Like you are in real <laughs> life, like a billion years old. So, of course, it fits. Um, he, he's and- like early 30s. Come on. And then um, I, I made a note that there's some ter- terrible metaphor to the military at one point. Um, but, yeah. like, I didn't bother to write it down. I just, yeah. I, I felt like this scene was mostly to set up that, like, Kurt and Finn both have dead parents. They because, have dead parents. Let's bond. Because I think, and, like, let's not spoil too much. But I'm if I remember correctly, I do think that Kurt's dad and Finn's mom do end up going on a date at some point. So I think oh, that's they what do, this is they kind do more of than, like. They do more than date. Yeah. I, I, I figured as much. I just, I felt like this was like laying the groundwork for that in the future, maybe. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's laying the groundwork for why Kurt and Finn should be friends. You oh, know? that too. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's yeah. move on to the next scene. It seems to be a wary scene at the beginning because well, Will is yeah. walking into his apartment yep. um, and he's like, oh, something smells good. And there's nothing around. He sits down and a beer appears um, yes. in the corner of the screen. And it's Rachel offering it to him. Well, OK. So the best part about this scene is that it has it's filmed like a horror movie because oh, Will fuck, like, dude, I have in my notes later that this is like a horror movie. Like, exactly. it really is. Yeah. So like Will walks into his apartment and we kind of get that like, like first person like camera, like like it's right behind him. So I guess it's technically yeah, it's, third person. But I mean, like, it's where you assume that like he's going to he's going to turn around in a mirror and somebody is going to be standing right behind him. And exactly. it's going to be Rachel heavy breathing. Yeah, exactly. So like, like, it's great. It's it's. I like the cinematography because it's very like, yeah, but so Rachel hands him a beer and then there's like an ad break. Um, and then we find out that uh, Terry knows that Rachel's there. Um, she didn't kill her or yes. anything, um, but uh, she's taking advantage of Rachel. She's she's using Rachel, the fact yeah. that Rachel is in love with Will to um, get chores done. Rachel so. is cooking and cleaning. Um, I also have a note here that like most wary scenes, this has some like frantic cinematography, but like the camera is just kind of shaking and moving around. (laughs) I swear. I can't remember if it was when I was watching with you or when I was watching with somebody else, but like the, like we we rewatched a Terry scene over and over and it was just like, so the camera is so shaky and I was like, I "I am 
going to vomit. <laughs> no, no, that was that was definitely a scene. Like, I don't know if we watched that together or not, but we definitely had the same reaction to a scene where, like, I think it was when Terry got some idea or something. Yeah. Maybe is like, I don't know. But it was definitely, like, like it was the... Um, uh, it was the vitamin uh, D episode. Yeah, it was, like, cut, I just reverse remembered. cut. Nice. And then, like, she, like... It's just like super shaky because it zooms up on her face and it's like somebody ran with a camera. <laughs> yes. It was yes. awful. But oh, so this scene yuck. is similar because they're in the kitchen and they're not fa- like they're kind of facing each other, but they're both like doing things in the kitchen. So like the camera is kind of like moving between the two of them and like shaking a little bit. Um, but anyway, so uh, Will points out that this is immoral, which is a first for Will. So great job. Yeah, he's like, you can't treat her like a slave, is the, yes, I think the I think, wording he uses. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Terry says she's a good cook, though. Um, and, Try it. <laughs> so, and she also says, it's like, oh, I can't be on my knees all day because I'm pregnant, but she's not really, blah, blah, blah. So eventually this leads to Will um, taking Rachel home. Um, yes. And... But he, Ra- yeah. Rachel phrases this uh, time in the car. Rachel is sitting in the back seat uh, because it's against the law for children to sit in the front, or at least that is what Will says. Yes. Um, and Rachel says we can use this golden alone time to practice our <laughs> ballad. Yes. And she, so she has a little like CD player, which is now a relic. Um, but she has a CD for her ballad and it's crush, which is yes. perfect. She tries to, she tries to sing crush to Will. Um, and, uh, Will turns it off and Rachel says something along. She, I have a quote verbatim here where she says, I need a man who can keep up with me intellectually and creatively. Yep. Which is not false. Like Rachel does need those things. Um, but Will is not the person to provide that for her because Will is the worst person in the whole world. Yes, exactly. So. No, yeah, that's. It, I did like that line though. I didn't make a note the, the intellectually and creative, creatively thing, just because I think it's funny. Um, well, yeah, because because Will is like, oh, you you'll have a hard time finding that in high school boys, and, and she's Rachel's like, is like, I have that's... my sights si- my, I've set my sights higher or something. And Will, and then we get a, like a shot of Will where his eyes are very wide, and there's some more of that horror movie kind of vibe. Yes, yep. With like some like s- spooky music in the background. <laughs> Yeah. So um I had then a note ad break. Yes. Okay. Um well I had a note that Pepper confronts Rachel, but I don't know yep. that must that's be That's right he- that's here. It's um in the hallway. Like Pepper yeah. has a has a moment where she confront I have Pepper slash Barry hallway. So it happened. Yeah. Um okay. but it's very short and yeah. like Rachel blows it off and walks away. Yeah, and Pepper's like we... he's not what you think he is and then like runs away or something. Yeah. Which uh, again, like I'm going to have to get to this theory, but we'll wait until the actual confrontation. Um the Then next... we've got Mercedes yeah. and Puck and it's uh, I have rehearsal written down, but then I marked it out cuz they don't sing. <laughs> exactly. Um, yep. Mercedes um, walks into the choir room on the phone with seemingly Tina. Um yeah. and uh, she's telling Puck about how everyone's planning to do their ballad by singing to Quinn and Finn. Yes. Uh, because of the because of the paternity. Uh, the, yes. There's a baby. There's a baby yeah. going on. Because of right? baby gate. Yeah. Because of baby gate. Um, Puck um, yeah. in a fit of. Um, uh, I mean, he's definitely jealous. Like he's been right. dealing with his jealousy and stuff like yes. that. So he reveals the paternity to Mercedes, how he is actually the father. Yep. Um, and she is like, bitch, you need to move on. 
Yep. Uh, being the bio dad doesn't make you a dad. Uh, yep. Quinn's chosen Finn, so you need to back off. Yeah, and she she does say um, you owe her at least that much, um, which I thought was a pretty good line. Um, but yeah, it's so Mercedes backs up Quinn's decision to not choose Puck, um, and then we move to what I called awkward dinner because it is yes, um, it is the Fabre dinner Fabre dinner. Um, so, uh, there's a terrible dinner conversation that's happening where Quinn's dad is telling us that he cures all his own meats, which I think no, is, is, I think it's, I think it's Dudley, her oh, mom. Who it might cures be her the mom. Meats. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it's um, terrible dinner conversation. It's, it's just boring. I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's like white people tense. Right. Exactly. Uh, at this dinner. Well, um, so like, and I know I keep using like the description of white, but it's really the best one. Like, right. It's well, yeah, it's very fitting. like it's very like upper middle class, like yep. maybe even like lower upper class, like on the yeah. edge there. Um, but it's again, but this is funny because it's like a similar like because in the Sue or no in the Sue and Rachel storyline, we got like kind of those horror vibes, and this scene is kind of reminiscent of that as well because we know that Finn is an idiot. And yeah. so, like, like it's th- tense. It's, it's like very it's, tense. It's a, yeah, it's a tense dinner scene. Um, yeah. Uh, to set it a little bit, it's like bougie as hell. Um, yes, they're in yeah. a room with like dark wood paneling and shit. Yeah, and they have uh, a huge dinner table, and Quinn's parents are at each end of the dinner table, and Quinn and Finn are sitting across from each other in the middle. But there's a good like, like maybe like four feet between the parents and the people in the middle. Like yeah. on each end, like it's a huge table, um, and it's like covered in food. So the so. dinner is tense, um, and uh, they get into they're eating ham, I think. Yeah. And uh, Quinn's Mr. dad Fibre- decides yeah, to make a Mr. toast. Mr. decides to give a toast. Finn panics. He yep. leaves the table mid toast. Um, yep. uh, and he calls Kurt from the bathroom, which is yes. actually pretty cute. Yeah. Well, so we learned that, um, so Kurt, and they talked about this a little bit before, um, but Kurt was trying to encourage Finn that he needs to tell Quinn sing how he feels. Sing his emotions again. It, sing in song. And so um, we find out that, like, there's a plan here for him to sing something to, like, to, like kind of portray a message to Quinn. Um, but he, we don't get a lot because, in like, Kurt's like, like, are you okay? Do you need help? And he's like, I have to go. They'll think I'm pooping. Um, which is a and pretty we get good line. A, we get a shot of like after Finn is hung up, it's just Kurt with the phone next to his face, like a gape. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, did that just happen? Did, am I? Am, did that just happen on the phone? Am I in love with this person? Yeah, what? exactly. Where um, am I? Who am I? What am I doing? So then, Finn comes back out to the dinner table with a boombox, which. Where did he get it? Is a good no, question. Quinn's, Quinn's um, mother says, "Oh, that's my kitchen radio." Oh, okay, I didn't catch that. Um, but yeah, so he he comes back with a boombox. He plays a song, and um, Quinn is saying, "Please don't, please, please don't do don't this, do please this. don't." Yeah, and he sings the song, "You're Having My Baby." What a at fucking Quinn. idiot! Right. So I I mean the assumption here I guess is that Kurt kind of pushed into this. Um, because Kurt's trying to throw like a wrench into like I, I doubt Finn's life. Kurt fucking picked that song though. I doubt it too, but I also but I don't think I think Kurt knew that this was the song and mm. wasn't like didn't really step in to I prevent mean, this maybe, from happening. Maybe maybe he assumed that like the song was not going to be sung right in front of um her parents. Yeah. Her parents. Uh 
probably not. Uh, and the the weird thing is, is like the rents don't immediately pick up on yeah the lyrics. They, yeah, um, but. It's so yeah, so Quinn is horrified while this is happening because so oh, we yeah. kind of get that like shot reverse shot again. Um, uh, Finn is like walking around the table. He goes behind Quinn's dad. Um, she's horrified, but the song is delightfully ironic because it's like he's talking about how her face is You're glowing my and stuff. Baby. Yeah. What and, a lovely way of saying how much you love me. It's a horrible <laughs> song. It's very bad. It's very, um, but yeah, so the parents are at first confused, and then we get a black screen, and we cut to the ad. Um, and so then we come back, and it's the aftermath of dinner. So we didn't see, uh, like, we didn't get to finish that. Like, we don't get to see, like, the immediate aftermath. They're all, like, in, the, like, a living room area. Um, and they're like, and so Quinn and Finn are sitting at a couch, uh, facing her dad and her mom is in a chair kind of like, uh, between the those. side. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, the parents of course assume that they had sex because that's what you do. That's, assume. How, that's, how, that's how babies, babies get are made. made, but Finn doesn't know that. So, um, but, uh, Quinn and her mom are both crying. And, um, then Quinn's dad kicks Bo- or okay, kicks, uh, so what happens? Finn and Quinn yeah, out. yeah. What happens is that Mr. Fabray, Quinn's dad, um, like tells this story about taking his daughters because yeah. Quinn has an older sister that we didn't get to meet. Um, no. Taking his daughters to like a baseball game, yeah, and like how Quinn fell asleep in his lap and shit, and it's just like a horrible guilt session where like yeah. Quinn is yep. just like, "I'm so sorry, Daddy," and like he's just like, "Get the fuck out of my house," like it's yeah. Horrible. Yeah, he, he tells them to get out, but then this, but then, but, but wait, because then Quinn stands up and gives, like, an amazing little, like, monologue directed at the two of them. She confronts yep. her mom for not doing anything, um, because... Because she knew. She knew. It, like, after the, after yeah. the dress fitting, her mom, yeah. like, knew well, something was up. And, and I mean, I think Quinn was, like, tries to, like, say that, like, there are other signs that someone is pregnant that like yeah. her mom would have picked up on. Um, but her, she confronts her mom and says, um, you didn't do anything because you were scared of what would happen. Um, from well, no, she, the dad. she, yeah, she says you were scared of him. Yeah, exactly. And like, and it seems like, yeah. And I mean, he did just yell at them. So it seems like this is a pretty like abusive kind of setup. Like I yeah. told you, have the stereotypical least, man at, of the house. Yeah. At least emotionally abusive, which yes. you can make the argument that any man, like toxic masculinity, man of the house, heteronormative yeah. narrative is emotionally abusive. Right. Um, but it's, yeah. So then, but honestly it was like, it's a great like moment for Quinn, I think, because Quinn yeah. like just lets like, is like just like says what she's feeling. Um, and, and she's then, just like, how could you do this to me, daddy? And yeah. her dad says, who are you? I don't recognize you at all. And then they both stand up and walk out on the two of them um, in that room. Um, so then as, as in like the Fabrays walk out. Yeah. The Fabrays. Um, sorry. Yeah. Quinn and Finn are leaving, still there. Leaving yeah. Quinn and Finn. Um, and then they leave. And then we get a yeah. shot to, um, Finn, Finn's house. Um, it must be his basement or something. His mom's yeah. like doing laundry, and yep. um, his mom sees that Quinn is there, and Finn is like, "Hey, Quinn got kicked out. Can she stay here for a couple days?" And Finn's mom, the blessed angel that she <laughs> yeah. is, she is says, like, "Oh, you can uh, stay here as as long as you need to." Yeah, she's a saint, to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so they go to Finn's house. Um, and yeah, it's really. Like, honestly, like, 
this I feel like this scene is actually one of the scenes that makes Glee kind of a like a great show because sure. this is like one of the ones where it's like it's actually like I don't know it just feels like it feels like a real thing you know yeah it's it, very it's, emotional. it's got a smack it's got a smack of reality to it people did some yeah. real acting it's yeah. um nice to see they weren't given too many words to say that's exactly. nice yeah and like nobody sang which is weird because that's what we are <laughs> here for but like nobody like broke into song to relieve this tension um but yeah so finn's mom obviously a saint um so then the next scene it's barry is, pepper yep uh Susie, let's hear your theory i'm so ready okay okay so Susie confronts rachel um yes. and she she comments she's talking about how she and rachel are very similar people they're both yep. extremely grating is what she says um <laughs> And she kind of lays it down to Rachel. Um, she talks about how she get she had to get an esophagus transplant. Um, yeah. So, okay, here's the thing. Um, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Susie is alive. I think Susie is dead. You, she's a ghost. <laughs> I think she's a ghost that is haunting the halls of this school. Because, oh fuck yes. Because here's the thing. Like I said before, there is no way in hell that, like, mm-hmm. an actual person is attracted to Will. <laughs> so, my theory is that it's this ghost that died, like, in, like, the 1800s on, like, whatever grounds there were there. And she, like, has kept up the fashion and stuff. Like, I don't think, like... Okay, okay yeah. let me let me say something here. Are you saying this because she's got some moaning Myr- Myrtle vibes? A little bit, actually, yeah. They are also having this conversation in a bathroom. Right. Yeah, okay, so so, so here's the thing. Because like, in my mind, that makes it better. Because that means she's, like, over 100 years old. And, of course, an <laughs> over 100-year-old woman would find Will attractive because he's safe. Because he's boring sure. and safe. So, like, that makes more sense. And um, I don't know how to explain the whole, like, Pepper thing and, like, why she went to the hospital <laughs> and stuff. I feel like that might just be a lie that, okay. like, Will told in order to, like, make the story more dramatic and, like, make himself feel like he's shouldn't hmm. turn down Rachel. Maybe. I don't know. I just. How I, can other people see Susie? How can Rachel she's a ghost. see Susie? She's a ghost in the school. Like, she's okay. not, like, she's not haunting just Will. Oh, she's, okay. She's yeah, just, she's, like, a poltergeist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, we've never seen her before now, and we I don't think we'll ever see her again. And oh, like, no, no, no. Oh, no, only, we will never see her again. <laughs> the only people who interact with her that we have, like, record of is Will, if he's telling the truth, and mm-hmm. Rachel. So maybe, like... She maybe... was in a science class, though. Was she? Yeah. The, in our first introduction to Susie Pepper, we have her uh, raising her hand during science class and asking Will no, no. how to conjugate to love. Oh, no, that's a Spanish class. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said science. And I was like, no, I that's said not Spanish. science. Okay. You know, I, I mean, think I said Spanish. Maybe she maybe she decided to take Spanish when Will showed up because she was interested and that was sure. the only class she ever took. I don't I mean, know. She, d- she definitely didn't age. And exactly. there's supposed to be two years of time between yeah. um, the Susie Pepper story and like what's happening right now. Right. So, so, like, assuming that Rachel is a freshman, which we have to because the show wants to keep her for as long as possible, <laughs> like, that means that no, Susie Pepper I, was a freshman. I did some, like, I did some research today. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they graduate at the end of season three. Okay. So, so Rachel is a sophomore then. Yes. Which means Susie would have to be a senior. Yeah. I still, I just don't buy it. Honestly, like, 
whatever. No, I don't either. Like that, I find your theory to be compelling. Thank you. Um, but You're yeah, welcome. So Susie, Susie tells Rachel that she needs to get her mildly attractive groove back um, yeah, and get over um, Will. She, she's like, I'm a cautionary tale. Uh, See, because that's the other thing. It's like, who, who would say that? Like, well, apparently she's like, she, I'm a storytelling she, device. Well, <laughs> hi, I'm a storytelling device. <laughs> would you like to would you like a complimentary pepper handkerchief exactly yeah so like i don't know it's it just Uh, doesn't seem plausible let's move forward so the next thing we get is a rachel and will rehearsal rachel has secret ballot practice number two if you will yeah she's got a bouquet of flowers they're pink yeah it has Uh, a little card that says well i mean yeah, well, it, it says, sorry, I've been acting crazy, and then it has a smiley face, which is nice, um, but Will uh, immediately but like, assumes that, like, like, she's still interested, yeah. Yeah, Ra- well, anyway, Rachel says that she's come to her senses, and Will sits backwards in a chair. That's all I really have written down about this scene. <laughs> well, I, I, I had a note that Will mentors her, which is gross. Um, yeah, I and- mean, sometimes Will like, really likes to really likes to pull out that mentoring side of himself. Yeah, um, which just it just means that he kind of like squints a little bit and like yeah. and like stands up really straight and it's just like, hey, kid, what's going on? Which yeah, is, well, it's because it, gross yeah. and bad. Yeah. I don't like Will. I don't like Will either. Um, but yeah, so he he so he starts off the scene. He was going to give her the talk um, because he was finally going to man up. Um, but Rachel is like, hey, I'm over you because I'm not into like adults anymore. <laughs> Like, um, specifically I you. That, I realize that you're an old man. Um, I realize that you're a boring piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but so then Will tells her that there is someone out there who will like Rachel for Rachel, um, which is a good message, I guess. Um, and then I did make a note that Rachel is wearing this like dress romper kind of thing, sure. which is interesting. I felt like it kind of definitely played up the like young looking the to- nature the toddler vibe i got exactly <laughs> so i was like that's a great choice like um but yeah and then no okay sam yeah. it's a good technique if you it have is. like a like an older per like an older man hitting on you you just wear something that has like the name of your high school on it or something <laughs> wham bam well, boom see the issue is i feel like that is good but dressing like a toddler sends the wrong message like sure. i don't know if that would dissuade someone who was already interested in a child like <laughs> anyway the next scene is finn and kurt again it's a finn um, and kurt rehearsal they're discussing the febray fallout yes well and so here here's the thing maybe i misunderstood because i made a note sure. that finn doesn't get upset at kurt for suggesting that he sing the, like the ballad to quinn um Maybe it's because uh, Finn realizes it's his own fault, but like maybe, yeah, maybe Kurt didn't have as big a hand in it as I thought. Well, what, but do, you mean, what do you mean? Uh, I I thought that the whole thing had been set up by Kurt to intentionally have this like falling out. Like no, I thought I Kurt had like pushed so. for that. Yeah, I I think the more that we talk about it, the less I I think that that's actually true. I mean, I think the but... I think the only angle Kurt is trying to work is trying to be like oh, girls, right? They're the worst. Maybe. Maybe you should just give him up altogether, Finn. You know. Yeah. Well, I I thought that he had been a little more nefarious in like trying to push Finn and Quinn apart. But... I'm not sure he's he's like uh, crafty enough for that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, at least at this point. Um, yeah. I'm not sure Kurt as a character is that crafty. Yeah. Um. But Finn is telling us about the fallout. Um. He tells us that when 
um, Quinn was packing, uh, her dad had set the microwave timer for, 30, for like 30 minutes or whatever and said she had to be out before the timer went off, which is really offensive. Like, that's just, oof, that was, like, yeah, I mean. It's, it's gross. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Kurt tells Finn that he loves him. Um, sort of. He says he's going to sing a ballad. And then Finn is like, oh, cool. What is it? And then Kurt is like, something I will always it, love no, you it's or like, something. No, it's like, honestly, I love you or something like yeah. that. And and Finn is like, oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. Finn's yeah. like, oh, I've never heard of that one before. And Kurt's just like, eh, uh, this is going very badly. This yes. is not going the way I wanted it to go. Oh, no. Yeah. But so then, um, so then he gets saved by the other members of the yeah, Glee Mer- Club. Mercedes, Mercedes interrupts this horrible awkwardness and pulls both Kurt and Finn back into the choir room because they were mm-hmm. on stage, I think. Um, anyway, uh, the New Directions sings Lean On Me to yes. Finn. Um, we've got our powerhouses on lead. It's Mercedes and Artie. Yep. yep. Bring it down um, the house. Yep, and Rachel's in the back for once. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a. I, I made a note that um, the choreography is pretty basic, but like not bad. Just I mean, not it's like definitely astounding. it's not the worst choreography they've done. Right. Uh, we've got uh, the full band is there orchestrating, yep. and Will is doing some more of his useless some directing. fucking conducting. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> oh. I mean, no, it's like, I want to vomit every time I see Shu, like, <laughs> conducting something. I'm like, you don't, nobody's looking at you. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's true. Like, we get, like, shots of Will doing stuff, and then back to the Glee Club, not looking like, in his direction at all. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, there is, uh, and yeah, uh, there's there, some really cute moments. Like, Brittany yeah. hugs Rachel at one point yeah. during this number, and it is cute. I didn't see that. But I did note that Quinn and Puck have a moment where they, do. they kind of, like... Yeah, um, and I mean, this uh, is like some uh, some good quality Glee shit, you know, exactly. uncut. Yeah, Th- this is the kind of thing we're here for. It's we want these big group numbers where they're all smiling and happy. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, because at Quinn the very is end, crying. At, yeah, at the very end, it's very it's very goofy and fun. Like they're all like hugging and like you know doing th- like dance kind of things that are like fun. I don't know. It's it's good. Um. I, I did make a note about the female trombonist. I just wrote female oh trombonist. Yes. I don't know. Uh, she's like... standing next she's standing next to Will. She's wearing a gray sweater vest and she is a chill thirty two. Yeah. Well and like I don't know, like all of the people who play instruments in this show are like a billion years old, but like mm-hmm. but uh she This I, female I, trombonist definitely looks like she's it's like, are you a teacher? <laughs> like who are you? Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I mean it's a good way to end, I think. I think it's a good way to end this episode. Um but that's it. Yeah. Like that's all we've got for the episode. Do you have any other notes about that last scene? Uh nope. Not really. Okay. okay. Um well let's get let's get down to the business then. Um let's Oh let's corrections. Talk... Oh, before we right. get corrections be- corner. Before we get into um are the business of the podcast. Let me offer in a correction that we got from last week. Um, well, what happened is I I got a phone call while somebody was mid-listen. Um, they paused it so that they could call me to tell me what a bad job I've done. Uh-oh. Um, the song, I Could Have Danced All Night, is from My Fair Lady. It's not yes. from The King and I. It's 
not from uh oh wait i might have said that no you definitely did oh good (laughs) i just agreed with you so it's from my fair lady which is a movie with audrey hepburn in it but the song is sung by julie andrews she also Uh, pioneered the stage production of my of the my My fair lady musical so yes there it is and that's how maggie sees it sees it (laughs) <laughs> um, okay, let's get yeah. to the business. Uh, I, yes. well, I just want to—I want to apologize to all the listeners who felt like they've been lied to. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna and, try. And um, everyone, yes. take this as a note. Feel free to email us or call us or call whatever us you want to do. Podcast, text <laughs> us, t- Snapchat. So tell us that we're wrong, and we will apologize to you because we On don't air. have enough to fill. Yeah, we don't have enough to fill up our like hour and a half long podcast. <laughs> so um, business, business time. Yes. Do you want to go first? Sure. Gold stars. Well, this is kind of a hard episode to give gold stars out. Yeah. Honestly, um, true. Because I feel, I think I'll probably give it to. Hmm. I mean, if we're talking, like, best performance, I yeah. might give it to Rachel because she does con- – she's pretty convincing. Um, it's sure. the fact that she's attracted to Will, which takes some good acting. That's, um, that's true. Uh, because while um, Matthew Morrison isn't bad-looking or anything, Will is definitely repulsive. Um, <laughs> yep, that's, that so... is also very true. So I, I mean, I and I also don't think I've given Rachel a gold star yet. So yeah, my gold star. I don't star, know if either of us have. Okay, my gold star this week goes to Rachel. Endless okay. love sounds good, and um, the crush bit, like her trying to sing "Crush" to Will, is um, <laughs> it's very. Good. I mean, it's yeah. definitely it's like a fun situation. Yes, uh, what a fun situational comedy we're in. Yes. Um. Uh, my gold star. I'm giving it to Finn's mom because she's a oh, fantastic parent. You. Yeah, yes. like <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Hudson deserves is the best. Deserves yeah. that gold star. Um, yes, those she denim does. vests with the denim with the denim jean with the denim um, on denim on denim. Yep, the no, denim on honestly, denim yeah. and the kind heartedness. Yes, um, she's exactly she she's exactly what you want a parent to be like. In stark contrast to the Fabres, which is intentional. So yes, um, but yeah, uh, what what about what do you think was the best number? Fuck, I mean, there's not re- like what are the numbers that we got this episode? We got endless love at the endless beginning. Love. Uh, we've got the um, uh, we've got I'll stand by you by Finn. Yep. Um, we've got <laughs> young girl slash don't stand so close to me by Shu. Um, we've. <laughs> We've got your having my baby. Out. We've got your having my baby by Finn. Um, um, we, a, we also a few have, lines of crush by well, Rachel. A few lines of crush. Um, and then we have lean on uh, me. Lean on me. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to choose lean on me. It's the Kay. most palatable of all of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, That's pretty the, fair. The rest are. Uh, I mean, like endless love sounds good. Um, but it's well, not I mean, like also, it's a com- a comfy thing to watch. No. They also they also talk over it, which isn't great. Um, oh, but there's a great line from like like one of the voiceovers that we didn't cover was that there's a voiceover from Kurt, and he's like, "I could do this song with Finn, but he would not be <laughs> taking the Diana Ross part." 
um that's true but i i also so, pick lean on me for the best number um yeah good good cause, job because the group numbers are honestly just the best ones usually they are. um and yeah like you were saying like i mean if we had gotten to hear all of crush maybe that one crush but... might have been very good <laughs> Because I think on the soundtrack, I think they actually did give you the full song of Crush, um, ah, which is very good. Crush. But, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, for this episode, I pick Lean On Me. Um, so what is your rating for the episode? My rating for the episode has got to be three out of five slushies. Um, okay. Which seem might seem high, but the reason why it's so high is because I just, I cannot get down with, like, teacher-student romance narratives i I, yeah. I just like they kind of make me pretty uncomfortable and this one feels pretty um like bad okay <laughs> overall yeah, sure, sure. i yeah. just don't think it's like i think it can be written well and i think it can be like an interesting um like storyline or whatever but i just don't think it's done very well partly because of the way that they just blunder through all these interactions and the way sure. that like yeah. it's like Oh, it's like it never happened at the yeah. end of the episode. You know, it's okay. like we're just back sure, sure. to a glee reset, which I we've a talked about set? before. A glee set. It's we talked about before is just kind of annoying. So, yeah. uh, and also the Kurt Finn storyline, um, I'm uncomfy about because I just don't understand why Kurt would be interested in Finn at all, even though we're supposed to like, yeah, like take that for granted or whatever. Um, and the. But the Quinn, the Quinn and the Fabray storyline overall, I think, was a real genuine moment of like good acting and like yeah. good storytelling that we don't see a lot of. Sure. So yeah, that's why it's getting three out of five instead of you know four. The out full of five, five. Or whatever, or the yeah. full five. Um. Um. So my rating that I wrote down, and you make some very good points, but I yeah. said zero of five slushies. Because oh, hot I, damn! I I thought this was a great episode, and I think it's mostly because the Quinn storyline for me kind of overshadows yeah. the other two. Um, sure. But it also, like I was talking about, um, the Sue or the Shoe and Rachel storyline has such a great like horror vibe. It um, does. Uh, that like, that I, is I really, that is true. I got um, really into the like, like, really, the, like I th- horror show aspect of it. So that was I fun. just I I think I would have liked it better if it had been played up even more so. Sure. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like if we had gotten like more like slasher moments where Rachel just seemed like really, really intense. Yeah. Um, um that's fair. But yeah, I, I think I think that helped for me and then um, sure. yeah, I made a note about Quinn is also like if I was going to give my gold star to anyone else, probably would have been Quinn because of the speech yeah. to her mom and dad. I, I, I thought um, about giving it to Quinn, but yeah, that's right. I don't know. Like, also, we don't. She's not really an actor in any yeah. of these yeah. like moments. It's more of like things that's are true. happening around her, which is yeah. sad. That's true. You know. Yeah. Um. But honestly, I. I mean, I think that's just like when I think about this episode. Honestly, like we've referenced it a couple times in the past talk like leading up to this episode and I think it's just kind of iconic for the episode where it's like it's Rachel true. and Shu have like a weird thing <laughs> um <laughs> which is funny. Um I got into it with the Susie Pepper thing because I thought Will was lying and then I thought she was a ghost. Um and the Kurt Finn thing is really forgettable and I didn't give a shit. So uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I give this one zero five slushies, and I think I'll stand by that. Um, yeah, I, sure. I think, I think it's, yeah, it's good that we have some competing opinions about this show. Um, and 
there will be much worse to come in the future. So, Oh, yes. Much, much worse. <laughs> um, speaking of, next week, we'll be talking about Season 1, Episode 11, Herography. Ah, um, uh, no. This one's great. This one no, has no. some great well, group numbers. I'm excited. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, uh, the, the further we go the more likely it is that the episode is bad. So, <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. we're in season one. We're still in a good, we're, we're in a good zone. It's true. Um, I think we're um, about to meet Jesse St. James. Yep. I'm down for that. Yep, yep. That's going to be great. Um, and we're about to see some really cool numbers from, cause hierography is about the juvenile. Yes. Um, delinquent girls. Yep. Who they're going up against in sectionals sectionals yep um yeah but um yeah it's so anyway um we'll be talking about that next week um uh in the meantime you can contact us yes you can contact us on facebook if you search for sam and maggie hate glee or you go to facebook.com slash s and m hate glee you can Um, find us on twitter at s and m hate glee and uh our our email is, is same thing snmhateglee at gmail.com and if you have anything that you want to tell us like you know we attributed a song to the wrong musical or we said the wrong actor's name or you think we're completely wrong about our opinions on glee feel free to email us and like we might bring it up when we you know do our recordings and talk about other people's opinions of what we have said or like you know of yeah. the show in general oh um, for we'll sure definitely... like uh because yeah. that's really the thing about glee is that i've never met somebody who's watched at least more than one episode and doesn't have a very strong opinion about what the show <laughs> it's true. is yep so if you want to share those with us that'd be awesome we'd love yeah. to hear it and we'll definitely um we we're tossing around but i i think we'll definitely do some kind of like season recap at the end of each season yeah we're um, thinking about it, season recap we also yeah. were there's a the glee movie musical um yep. glee 3d which we're probably gonna have to watch at some point and <laughs> yep. there's and, also the glee and, project no, no, yeah maggie recently sent me the wikipedia article for the glee project and i remembered that oh shit that is a thing that, that is did a happen. thing that happened it's and a reality I, television show where they tried to find somebody to be on glee it's and, great and i did watch it i do know that i oh, watched we wa- it we watched watched it um yeah so and we should we should talk about it probably before those characters get introduced yeah Um, i was thinking melissa benoist and then like the guy with white dreads they were all all on the glee project the irish guy yeah the irish guy was sam on the glee project no 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 Mm -hmm. chowdy mouth was not on the on the glee no 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 No, he was just he was just uh an add-in on season two yeah um i think so he anyway, gets added in because like pucks and juvie or something so they yeah, bring in so, sam yeah so we'll i mean we'll get to that obviously um but uh yeah let us know if you know like we're, we're tossing around we're not sure if we want to do actual an, an actual episode for each episode of the glee project or if we want to condense nah, it down i, I think do we'll one, condense it um do like it's half not like it was half a, maybe it definitely yeah. wasn't a good reality show no it definitely wasn't um but anyway let us know your feelings on that um yeah and yeah like as we get close to the end of season one which we're only we're not even really halfway through yet but no as we we're start only on there, episode 10 but congratulations yeah. on the 10 by the way <laughs> yeah thank you um 10 anniversary congrats to you too yeah <laughs> um but uh uh you know feel free to like start sending us your like opinions especially about like the entire season as a whole um if you want to fight sure. with us about whether or not you hate glee so that way we can get start start preparing ourselves for the for the <laughs> end of the season um 
but yeah, I think that's about all I have. Um, is there anything else you need? You, you feel the need to talk about? Uh, no. So we're going to end it right yes. now. Okay. I'm Maggie. And I'm Sam. <laughs> and we hate Glee. From the top. Ba-da-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba